Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your editor for the game. We played Sexy Battle Wizards, a two-page RPG by Grant Howitt. We'll put a link to his game in the description for this episode. For this game, the players were Brendan as Dante, Tyler as Vigo, Britt as Anna, Michaela as Jocelyn, and Christina as Lumi. We'll let them introduce themselves in due time. Trust me, it's a lot. I also wanted to point out that we had a little bit of audio issue in this episode with wireless connections, so there may be a little bit of dropped syllables here and there, and my own mic settings may be a bit... much. I did my best in editing to fix any clipping issues, but I just wanted to give everyone the heads up that I'm a little louder than usual. Also, at the end of this episode, I added some of our outtakes. This is Sexy Battle Wizards, Part 1. So we open up as fog rolls from your vision. You see in clear view an Adonis-like figure wrapped only in a waistcloth as he sits back on a fainting sofa eating a pomegranate. His dark charcoal eyes penetrate deep into you as you make your approach. All four legs of his sofa are occupied by beautiful bird men and women of every shape and size. Uh, his booming warm, deep voice that is both welcoming and terrifying vibrates the very air you breathe as Hades speaks. Sexy wizard, your exemplary hotness has won you an invitation to the Lord of the Dead's bimillennial disco rave at the Temple of Themis Sunday night. Each of you wake from your shared dream in your individual rooms with feathers in your hair that you don't remember being there. Surrounded by what can only be described as the sexiest of cuddle piles. That you may or may not remember from the night before. And the sound of a blaring alarm. Alert! Alert! Team Honeypot, the dead are rising from the catacombs of Themis and murdering anyone below a week seven. They're not even checking for personality first. The mundane plain world needs your help. Gather as soon as you can. And from there, who would like to go first by waking up and giving us a quick description of your character? I guess I'll go first. Anna wakes up from her slumber with a jolt and kind of takes a deep breath in seeing her surroundings. Um, and she stands to kind of get ready for the day. Once she's ready, she stands there about five, eight, short brown hair with um, blonde highlights, similar to like rogues, so like blonde on the front. Her typical garb is a pair. Okay, so she's got a pair of long, like, knee-height black boots that are covered by a long purple fitted dress that kind of flows out into a sheer fabric at the bottom. Um, and a pair of 
black rounded glass sunglasses on set up on top of her head before she walks out and starts banging on the others' doors to make sure they're awake as well. Can you share with the class what your well, more for me, what your stats are and your school of magic? Um, so my stats are a three in wizard, a two in sexy, a one in battle. My school of magic is art of hyperdimensional splendor. My weapon is a ghost wolf hammer. And the reason that Anna is sexy is ethereal, graceful, and elegant. All right. Uh, Whose door do you knock on first? Let's knock on Brendan's door. All right, then. As the door is knocked on, uh, from inside you hear the the groanings of your buddy just kind of going... Uh, just a moment, I seem to have found myself in a most dire straits as someone has my legs asleep. Move, darling, move. As uh, my character stands up in, in their boxer briefs, pale as the moonlight, with long, flowing white hair, but with a single black strand hinting at his inner turmoil as Dante Lighteater gets into, goes towards his his full-sized mirror and starts doing his hair as he magics some things around him to dress him as the shadows themselves begin to dress him. And he comes out carrying his doom shield, which is just an oversized parasol. All right, darling, I'm ready. Uh, and for the people at home, uh, Dante Lighteater is uh, a sexy battle wizard uh, with three points in set. I'm sorry, with two points in sexy, one point in battle, and three points in wizards. <laughs> Uh, he is sexy, obviously, because of his majestic hair. Uh, he uses the secrets of occult shadowmancy, and he uses the doom shield. Wonderful. Just wonderful. I will next go as that myself and Anna spread out to awaken the rest of the crew. I will go and knock upon Michaela's character's door. Darling, get up! We have a mission! Okay, so... Jocelyn awakes with a little bit of a start. Um, startled. Um, she was heavily asleep from the night before. Uh, she's very groggy and calls for her animal helper underlings to bring her things to get ready since her school is path of beast so she'll have like birds and stuff bringing her her things to get ready um which would be her rift bow and her mid-length red dress and her very cool jacket that lets you know that she's a dangerous rebel it's leather with pretty lace accents around the cuffs and the bottom 
Um, and he starts to head out to join the group uh, once she gets ready um, and dismisses her little animal friends. Uh, her stats are three for sexy, two for battle, and one for wizard. Oh, thank God we have someone else who's good at battle. Or we have someone who's good at battle. Yeah. Seems like she's going to be casting Fist. Dante meets Jocelyn uh, outside her door as she's, like, shaking a chipmunk out of her pocket. And they get ready to gather the rest of the crew. While at the other end of the hallway, uh, Anna is knocking on Tyler's door. There is a kind of a sound of falling things and scuffling behind the door as... Okay, Cody, I'm, I'm going to do some wild shit here, so bear with me, okay? That's what this game's for, bud. Excellent. Uh, there is some shuffling, and uh... Hold on just a minute. Behind the door. And then, above the door, in the ceiling, a secondary door opens, seemingly out of nowhere... Vigo Belize drops from the ceiling and lands on his feet. <laughs> uh, he's wearing kind of like a stylized, sexified doorman costume. So like a white button-up shirt and like the, the double-breasted red overcoat, but it's a vest. Uh, and a black bow tie and a cheeky uh, like bellhop cat hat knocked to the side. Uh, he has Battle 3, uh, Sexy 2, and Wizard 1. Oh, in the case it wasn't evident, uh, Vigo's reason for being sexy is just impeccable. Impeccable style. Fantastic, I love it. Oh, and one last thing. He's got a singular, uh, fancy letter opener that's, like, shining in a gold way. Uh, and that is his Celestial Blade. That's amazing. Because letters are technically doors. Ooh. Also, mailboxes have doors on them, which means it's your church. And finally, you all gather back together at the last doorway of the final member of Team Honeypot. Christina, what do they see? Uh, so imagine somebody knocks on the door, and you just hear things shattering, and people just kind of getting, like, sounds like somebody's being, like, off, off the ground and kind of tossed to the side. Um, and when the door opens, Lumi's there. Her curly black hair is just all in her face, covering part of her sunglasses that she's wearing. She's basically got just a bedsheet around her. And uh, her very tight-fitted, knee-high boots on. She just yawns and look at, looks at you all. No, really? We have to go? Alright, give me a second. And she just closes the door in your face. Um, so, Lumi, her... Why she's sexy is she has sculpted muscles. Uh, her weapon is a void glaive, and her school is lore of light. Her wizard is three, battle is two, and sexy is one. With the group gathered, you all make your way to the briefing room. Uh, it's a large round table in the middle of your flying castle. Very thematic that 
heroes of the earth in a flying castle would have a round table where they gather at. And a chiseled hologram face with, uh, man, I forgot what that, uh, what that Da Vinci drawing is called. Ventruvian man. Yeah, with Ventruvian man, uh, perfect quality and cheekbones that could cut through diamonds. Pops up in the middle of the table. Good afternoon, honeys. Ah, fantastic. How nice to see you. Tell us, I was half asleep when you sent out the message. Why have you summoned us from our respective cuddle piles? Oh, it is just terrible. The most heinous news any beautiful person could hear. Someone at the Temple of Themis has raised the dead. They're pouring out of the catacombs, and they're wrangling up anyone that's a seven and below. And you know us tens need our sevens. We're not sure what they're doing with them, but we, we're we pretty sure they're killing them. As you're saying this, uh, Dante is going to summon up a little shadowy tendril to just sit his delicate tush upon and pop open the doom shield parasol and give a slight gasp. We need those sevens. Are they at least... Wait a moment. Are they at least checking for personality first? They're not. They don't even have the personality test. (gasps) They didn't even ask them what their favorite books were. But... Wait a moment. This is just like a dream that I had. Hmm. Did all of you... Did did all of you get a... Get an invitation to the Lord of the Dead's bimillennial disco rave at the Temple of Themis this Sunday night? Uh, Lumi, who's now dressed in... It's a very short, like, sleeve that kind of curves around her shoulders... And the top, it just basically keeps the girls in check and then blows out in a sheer um, piece. She's wearing very tight uh, shorts and her boots still with her sunglasses on. Her hair is all done up, nice and curled. She just taps her glaive and uh, a snack bar comes out of it and she starts eating it. Yeah, that sounds kind of like what I dreamed about. A disco for millennials, you say? Posted by the Lord of the Dead. This can't be good. Did you, did the prophetic dream tell you where, where the dance rave is gonna be at? I forgot what it was called already. The Temple of Themis? This Sunday night? That's where the dead's killing all of the sevens. You have to get there quick. The Sunday night is, the head like looks down like it's checking a watch. Tonight. Well then, I'm going to have to cancel my pedicure. The world thanks you for your sacrifice. You won't be forgotten, Dante. Nor will your perfect toes. Ew. And what a sacrifice that is, too. Because you really need one. Well then, floating castle, let's go to the Temple of Themis. And with that, your castle... It doesn't lurch, because when you're a castle this sexy, you don't have to be anywhere in a hurry. But you kind of feel it move in a 
certain direction as it takes off lazily drifting towards Greece. Is there anything anyone would like to do in the meantime? Nope. Other than, like, getting more ready. I would like to ask a question uh, out of character as Brendan to Christina. Um, So we are uh, buddies. Uh, What do you think that Lumi and Dante's uh, relationship is? Are they like rivals or are they like best buds since they clearly are are on the polar opposite magic scale? Oh, they are best buds that are super catty with each other. All right. Excellent. Okay. Um, Besides that... um, Dante is going to ex- excuse himself back to his room to pick out the perfect shirt for this uh, for this occasion. You know, so that he can uh, show the Lord of the Dead and his disco just how tortured that his that his inner being is. Dante, as you get to your room, you notice the door to your enchanted balcony that is charmed to always have the wind blow your luscious hair in just the right way is closed, even though you know you normally leave it open, because why wouldn't you let the breeze in to blow your locks? Clearly, some of those fool nines that I invited to the cuddle pile closed the door, not knowing that it was part of the enchantment. I will go to open the door. As you open the door... Uh, you see, standing on the balcony, a man about your height with long black hair and angel wings that seem to inexplicably lose a feather every couple of seconds, falling off and trailing into the wind that's meant to blow your hair. You recognize him as your bitter rival and evil twin cousin. Del Muerte de Santa Maria. Uh, fuck, what was his last name? I had a last name. It was a Devil May Cry last name. Why can't I remember the last name? Was it Sparta? Mundus. What was that? Mundus, the bad guy from the first game? Yeah, we'll go with Mundus, because I think it was originally Virgil. But then I learned your middle name. Ah, cousin, I have... uh, been sent here by my employer to collect you for our party. I'm sure you will need a little longer to prepare because you do look a tad ill-suited for the event. And he smiles a shit-eating grin. Del Muerte, Santa Maria, Mundus. How dare you intrude upon Light Eater's balcony? What have you done with my magical wind? I have done nothing. It just seems fit to obey the whims of a more suitable master. Uh, as he says it, the wind picks up, blowing blowing your hair like it normally does, but also taking several angel feathers that uh, glimmer with a rainbow shimmer as they flow through the air off the balcony. I'm going to... a very anime cutscene. I'm going to reach into my massive closet, pull out an old Nightwish band t-shirt, and use it to gather up the feathers and then toss them at Del Muerte Santa Maria Mundus. 
Get off of my balcony, you harlot, and let me enjoy my time in peace. Roll me a battle roll. What's the difficulty? Um, standard difficulty, so I think four. Hey. It's 1d6, roll to five. Uh, yeah, so as you throw the uh, t-shirt that you've pretty much turned into the world's softest pillow, like it almost hurts to throw a pillow that soft away, it hits Del Muerte de Santa Maria. Mundus. Mundus, yeah. Square in the chest with uh force that he was not expecting. He takes a couple steps back, trips over the balcony, and falls into flight. And you hear a giggle as he flies away. Ho, 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 ho. Cousin, I look forward to seeing you more done up. One day, we will dance together again. Like we used to. And he flies off into the sunrise. How dare my cousin, Del Muerte, Santa Maria Mundus, do this to me and take away my time to choose out a perfect band t-shirt. But yet, no, it is a disco. So I must look the part and I'm going to go find my best disco clothes. Alright, so... Brennan's getting ready in his disco outfit. Um, Britt is going through her closet to get more prepared. How do you prepare for sexy zombies that are killing sevens? I will, you know, clean up my boots, make sure there's no scuff marks, you know, brush my hair. You know, get myself all ready, and then I will focus on my ghost wolf hammer and make sure it is, you know, up to par. Just basically shining it up. Um, basically getting ready by making myself look good. Not doing anything specifically to, like, prepare for fighting. Gotcha. Just the sexy part. Correct. Just the sexy part. Maybe I pick out a nice, uh... One of those big black, like, beach beach hats. It's like the big fluffy, not fluffy, um, floppy hats, sun hats to go with my outfit. Yeah, the ones you wear to brunch. Yeah. As you are uh, getting ready, you notice that your cuddle pile isn't moving the way it should. Well, that's a weird way to phrase it. Nobody has woken up, even though you're like stepping on people to get to your wardrobe and moving pretty much rolling them out of the way to get to your hammer polish under the bed. Yada yada yada. They all seem to just lay there. Um, I'm gonna start, like, nudging them with my shoe, or with my boot. 
and just being like, hey, hey, kind of look for like breathing. Um, the man you nudge with your shoe, Ryan Reynolds. You don't remember inviting him to the castle this time. It's, he's just there faintly breathing and he kind of looks up at you blurry eyed and then goes back to sleep, question mark, as you notice a, as you notice a something crawling just beneath his skin. Oh, um, like everywhere or like a specific spot? Like, the place you notice it is on the face. Everywhere else, it's a lot less active. Okay, um, I'm gonna go closer and kind of get near his face, but not like, you know, face-to-face, like right there. But just closer so I can see it and, like, poke at it and just be like, Hey, what's... Are you okay? Like, what is this? And I'm gonna start, like, poking at whatever's moving. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and make me a wizard roll. So as you poke at his face, a shimmer of... What color do you want your magic to be? Um, I'm gonna go with the theme of it being, like, a dark purple to match her dress that she's normally in. Gotcha. Um, dark purple, we'll say tendrils of sparkling magic kind of flow out and across his face until they encircle the creature crawling beneath the skin. And almost like, it sounds gross, but almost like popping a pimple, nothing busts in the skin. Your hyperdimensional powers just kind of cinch around the uh, creature under the skin and pop it out and into the palm of your hand so you can get a better look at it. Uh, You see it is a black scarab beetle that you don't know much about, but you've heard word in the underground wizard community that... Some wizards will buy and sell these beetles for kind of like back alley plastic surgery. Um, But to get any lasting effects, you need it to be blessed by a patron. And since you've removed the beetle from Emmy nominee and star of 2011's Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds' face... It seems to revert from the chin that is Ryan Reynolds back down to their normal form. And you see a normal, ordinary nine laying on your floor. He seems to wake up and be a little more active as this thing isn't siphoning his innate non-magical powers. And he looks around and he's like, hey, 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 hot stuff. Uh, You weren't joking about the castle, were you? 
joking about the castle, like that it floats, or what? I'm not. I'm not quite following. Also, what was this? I guess the beetle's still in my hand. I'm gonna pick it up with two fingers, so it's not like able to crawl anywhere. So, as you hold the beetle out, uh, there's a kind of shock and fear in his eyes. What? I I don't like bugs. What is? What is that? Is that is that a is that like? Do you is that how your castle flies? I'm so interested in your flying castle. Like, I want you to know I'm not just here for your banging body. I want to know everything about this flying castle. Right. Well, um, I don't know who you are. And this was in your skin. And it made you look like someone you're not. So, um, I think I'm just going to have you leave. And then I want to, like, snap my finger and, like, just make him teleport out, like, whatever ground is the closest underneath. Uh, just before he finishes, just before he teleports, uh, when you say, I don't know who you are, I don't even know your name, uh, he goes, you can call me Dip, and then disappears. And I guess I'm just going to check on the other bodies laying on the floor and make sure they don't have weird beetles in their skin. Uh, yeah, all of the nines that you fell asleep with last night, as you roll them over, are inexplicably famous tens that have been in your chambers before. And they all have the affliction. Right. So, noticing it all, I'm just gonna wash, rinse, repeat, minus the conversation. You know, get the bug out send them on their way. Be very sad about it that I'm having to kick Tell all these. Don't not leave the bug here. I'm going to step on the bug and squish it. As you step on the bug to squish it, you don't hear a crunch. And when you pick up your heel to check the bottom of your uh, shoe, you don't see a bug. But you kind of feel your uh, skin crawl. And take uh take one point of stress and make your sexy a three for now. So how stress works is if you when you fail a roll, if your stress is higher than the uh number that you rolled, you die or explode into a burst of magic and you'll reform like a scene later at the castle gross yeah alright so with that um what is everyone else doing on your trip to Greece question first yes Um, sorry on, on the page it says when we return to the castle, we get rid of all stress. Yeah, yeah, pretty much you reset. Your stress goes away, and your uh, determination goes away, too. So pretty much both of those drop down to zero. Okay, but if I'm in the castle right now, can I still gain stress in the castle? Or do I have to like leave and then come back in order for it to go away? 
no, you can you you can still gain stress in the castle. It's when you explode and reform in the castle, your stress is gone. So, like, even if you're inside the castle, if you explode, you'll reform in your bedroom with no stress, and then get dressed, I guess, and go back at it. Okay, then I guess I'm reading this wrong. Cause it says, when you return to the college errant for cocktails and scheming, remove all stress. So it doesn't say, like, when you explode and reform. It says when you explode and reform down in the bottom right corner of it. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the like little handwritten-looking part that's above the castle. That just says when you return to the college errant for cocktails and scheming, remove all stress. Oh, I guess that's if you were doing uh, multiple sessions of it, because the way it's supposed to work is like you go out, do the thing, and then you come back, and then you do the do a different thing next week type deal. Okay, I got you now. So pretty much, you reset between sessions, or you reset when you die. Okay, cool. I am following now. All right, so we've got bitter rivals and. Sexy Beatles. Who would like to see what's going on with their life next? I mean, I wasn't really planning to do much besides just pack stuff into my void glaive to take along for the trip. Yeah, you make your way down to the kitchen and, you know, pack up a whole sheet tray of baklava. And just slip it into your void glaive. And like three or four euros. Oh, that's so gross and so great at the same time. So six, six, six euros, like enough for everybody to have a euro, but you know, they're like small lean chicken euros. They're not the good fatty lamb ones. I'm throwing all the good stuff in there. I can just sweep a whole counter of food into the sleeve. You have satsuki sauce. There's satsuki sauce everywhere. No, everything is fine. I'm not going to go out and kill zombies with the glaive, because if I, if I kill them or put, by putting them in the glaive, then the food's going to get all nasty. So I'm just putting the food in there for right now. You know, only one thing stays in there at a time. Right now it's food. You know, you guys can bring your own rope and whatever else you want to bring. I appreciate that rule for that weapon. Oh, yeah, because I can make it dumb. I can yeah. just slice things, and whatever I slice through disappears into the void of the glaive. So, you know... Alright, uh, Tyler or Michaela, did y'all have anything y'all wanted to hit before we get to, uh, Demis? Yeah, this is a little out of the box, but if I could, uh, do some scouting, I'd like to open a door that's now opening to the top of the, of the monument to Athena in Greece, and scout out Greece before going back. Yeah. Uh, also, I like how you say this is a little out of the box, like, anything we've said so far has been inside the box. Well, yeah, but I was like, hey, screw you, Castle, I'll just open a door and end up in Greece. My my, my, my wizard score is actually pretty bad, but I'm playing it up as being literally only good at opening doors. That's all I do. Yeah, to be fair, that is the solution I had expected. Uh, so... You meant outside the castle, not outside the box. Yeah, <laughs> What is a castle but a box with a door on it? Alright, uh, make me a wizard roll. Standard difficulty, so four or, four or higher. Nope. Guess I'm stuck in Greece now. Uh, what was the roll? You got a two. 
Ah, there it is. Uh, yeah, so a two is... If that's a defined failure. You gain one stress and one determination. Uh, determinations, pretty much, you can add your determination, like, as much as you want to any roll to bump the number up. So, like, if you get enough determination, you can just, you know, fudge your dice roll with it. So you get one and one, and then tell me how this goes terribly wrong for you. Okay, so you know how I said I was, like, opening the door to the top of the statue of Athena in Greece? Yes, and just just to be clear, uh, the place you're going is the Temple of Themis? Themis? Yeah, I just, I just wanted a general overview of the area to see how far, far stretched the problem was. Gotcha, gotcha. So, let's say that I shot for the top of the monument, but I ended up, like, 500, 800 feet above that. Wonderful. Um, yeah, so as you step through your door with full confidence in your abilities to open it in the proper place, uh, you step out of your door, and it takes a while for you before you realize that terminal velocity isn't necessarily the lack of gravity affecting you. Um, as you burst out into a free fall, you do catch a glimpse of the city in disarray, but it's hard to tell from this height whether it's, you know, the dance party or the riots. Uh, but before you finish casting your next door spell, a hunk of hunk of man with long dark hair and angel wings swoops up under you, uh, catching you in a fireman carry. Oh ho ho! You are, uh, one of the wizards invited to the rave. Uh, didn't you know you could have taken an easier route as De La Muerta, De Santa Maria, De Modus catches you in flight and carries you to the ground safely. Oh, you know, just thought I'd, uh, drop in. And as soon as I get near the ground, I'm gonna, like, roll back and land on my feet. Out of, and so I'm not, I'll land on the ground with him. Okay. He stands across from you, uh, with his, uh, chest kind of puffed out. And as as you both land, uh, harpies land on either side of them, uh, harking back to your dream. Well, since you are here, welcome to Greece. We are in the process of remodeling. He does not explain why he finds that funny. And he, uh, kind of makes a follow me gesture and starts, uh, making his way to the temple. Uh, Vigo will carefully follow, uh, 
walking in a uh, professional manner, as any good doorman would. Uh, as you follow, you notice people running um, from something. Uh, as some of them, as they get to you, stop to stare in all of your utter sexiness. And that split second was just long enough for them to be jumped by a pile of the sexiest zombies you've ever seen. And these zombies kind of hold their hands out over top of the people. And... Like one zombie, one zombie per person, but this was like a group of 10 tourists with bad Hawaiian shirts, obviously like below a week seven, but they probably had good personalities. They were quirky. The zombies jump them and a single black beetle crawls out of each zombie's hand and uh, falls onto the people as they begin to shift from sixes to sevens to nines to tens and then they stand and slowly begin to cut squares as they shuffle their way down back the direction they were running from Towards the temple. If I may, as I'm walking and I see this happening, can I just chuck my celestial blade letter opener through one of the beetles and teleport it back to my hand to take this back to the to the uh, castle when I go? Uh, yeah. Roll me a battle roll to throw your uh, blade, and then it teleporting back to your hand, do you want that to be like one of the magical abilities of your blade or are you using your uh, door magic on it? Um, up to you. I mean, it's your weapon, bud. We haven't really defined it other than it's shiny. I think I'm going to try to make a magic roll again. So we can, we can spitball the weapon properties during the offload. Yeah, so like, make me a battle roll to throw it. And then a wizard roll to uh, open the door underneath the trap beetle. Yeah, that's better. All right. So a four is a messy success. Uh, you take a stress, and there's uh, some form of interference, whether it's, you know, uh, just magical feedback, like... Uh, Trying to think of what the other ones were. Like, pretty much it's something negative happens. So, I think thematically, like if you think it would work better, uh, you open the door underneath the beetle, and you intend to catch it by the knife, but when it comes through, it has rotated and lands in your hand. So you take a stress, and so that puts you at two stress, and your sexy is also 
temporarily at A3. As the beetle kind of disappears, leaving the point of your blade through your palm. So I don't have the corpse of the beetle anymore. I mean, you do. It's just, you gotta get it out of you. Okay. You have it. You're just hiding it in your prison pocket. So you said a sexy went up to three, just like Brits did when the beetle went to stomp into her? Yes. All right. And last but not least, Michaela, did you have anything you wanted to do before we arrive in Greece? Well, my character is pretty ready. Um, so is there any way while we're in the college, she could hit up like a library for some arcane knowledge about maybe a Lord of the Dead or information on zombies? Wait. Pretty people read books? I mean, I could just get someone to give me the information. I'm sure the person working the desk there knows things. Like, can I twirl my hair and just get told what I need to be told? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> you can either roll me a wizard roll to do the research yourself, or a sexy roll to talk the librarian into giving you the information you want. I will take a sexy So as you stroll down to the uh, library, a uh, a sexy librarian is kind of sitting on the reception counter with her blonde hair done back in a messy bun and, you know, the librarian glasses, wearing a white shirt and a black pencil skirt with her legs crossed, just sitting there shaking her uh, red-bottom heels, tapping to a invisible tune. So I walk up to the sexy librarian, um, flirty, but... In a rebel way, you know, like I'm chewing gum and try to be coy, um, play the bad girl vibes up. Hopefully that'll get her interested um, and say, hey, could you like tell me if you know anything about the undead or Lords of the Dead or anything like that? Like, I'm sure you know so much. And now make me a sexy roll. Oh, you roll. Uh, mm. uh, the sexy librarian kind of looks down her nose at you as she uncrosses her legs and kind of puts her heel on your shoulder to push you away. You don't. You expect me to share information with you. Do you even read? Like, what's the last Nicholas Sparks book you read? I bet it was The Notebook. The Note what? Exactly. You can find books 
Do you know... Do you even know how a Dewey Decimal System works? I'm sure you can have one of your... And she kind of scrunches her nose as she sees a chipmunk pop out of your pocket and uh, pushes you a little further away. One of your little animal friends collect the book for you. Um, I dated a Dewey once. Would he be able to help? You are so precious. And she snaps her fingers and a door opens behind you uh, with a large hulking muscly man who steps out and she just goes get this thing out of my library please Michaela, make me a battle roll if you want to fight this guy. I mean, I really wasn't going to fight him, just a snarky retort. Does a snarky retort count as a battle? Nah, get your, get your snarky retort in. I was just going to look at him and look back to the library and be like, oh, so that's why it didn't work on you. Th- this right here is why you weren't invited to the bi-millennial party. Got it. Cool. So as you finish your snarky retort, um, the bulky man uh, kind of grabs you in a bear hug and pulls you through the door he just came out of. Tyler, on the, in the streets of Greece, you notice just next to you a door that's not yours opens up. And out comes a bulky man with uh, Jocelyn in a bear hug. And he kind of just drops her next to you and goes, you forgot to take the garbage out again. And then goes to step into his door. Hello. Well, hello there, fellow Potter. Currently, you are on your way to the the temple that you're supposed to be going to. Uh, Y'all are about, you're about halfway across the... uh, city from it but you are making good headway and uh how far away is the castle actually once tyler and michaela finished their talking i was gonna give them a chance to do a quick hey there uh i was gonna say the castle lands like in the middle of the city destroying a city block as it does and just kind of lands there like uh Dracula's castle in Castlevania. That's not horrifying at all. It's almost like y'all aren't the good guys. You're just not the bad guys. Alright, so Vigo, what are you doing down here? Did you also uh, annoy the librarian? Mm, Not today. No, I just uh, went for a walk. Yes, a lovely walk. Oh, look, your friends are here. Del Muerte de Santa Maria Mundus uh, points to your flying castle as it lands on a uh, on top of a apartment complex and just kind of crushes the whole building underneath it. Luckily, there was nobody in there because the zombies had already killed them all. But it's a lot of uh, collateral. All right, so... 
we have to we have to get to get to our group. So I have a question for. Uh, uh, so then, Michaela, which piece of clothing from your disco attire is most missing? Uh, yeah, my character can be missing his shoes because the dog that was supposed to bring them to me ate them. All right. Cody, I would like to use my secrets of the occult and shadowmancy to grab proper disco shoes for Jocelyn. And I'm going to use the secrets of the occult and shadowmancy to transport from my shadow up to hers and kind of like pop up behind her and like hold her shoes like over her shoulders. What would I roll for this? Uh, That is most definitely a wizard roll, bud. At what difficulty? Teleportation is a little outside of your wheelhouse. So while it's not impossible, it'll be a little more difficult. Let's go with five. From shadow to shadow? Yeah. Because you don't know where her shadow is. You're just like going into your shadow and then coming out of hers. Yes, but I'm using the secrets of a cult and shadowmancy. I mean, I still got five, so... Yeah, you got two fives. So you go into your shadow, come out of hers, drop her boots, go back into her shadow, come out of yours, and then come out of hers again, even better dressed than before, because you notice how impeccable Tyler was. So, you know, you took a little bit of his style. Oh, I am absolutely uh, not just taking some of his style, but taking inspiration from other occult... uh, Disco legends who are definitely tens of the Bee Gees. And uh, I am now in no shirt. But have you ever seen like that, 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 that picture that is of the Bee Gees and it's just them in like just gold everything? Yeah. And like, like you are so well dressed that you can just tell by the way you walk. You're a woman's man. I got no time to talk. Yeah. Except instead of gold. It's like deep black that's kind of like almost shiny. But he's got the uh, he's got like the gold necklace and everything that that hooks it up. And he's got no shirt underneath. And the pants are like way too tight, but they're super sexy. And he's also about three inches taller as he's on his disco stew style uh, platform shoes. And he's going to hold the shoes over to Jocelyn, just being like, you forgot something, darling. Oh, I thank you very much. That pesky dog ate them. Are you feeling okay? You're, you're looking a little sick, like you maybe have Saturday night fever. Yes, I'm just getting over it. It is Sunday, after all. Uh, is, Cody, is, is the sun up? Uh, yeah, it's about halfway through the day. It's not quite a buggy night yet. Okay, I'm going to open up the Doom Shield parasol uh, so then the sun does not touch my uh, perfect moonlight skin. Perfect. I'm just gonna, um, pop, like, do a finger snap once we, like, crash land and just teleport myself to right behind Vigo. Alright, make that magic roll for me at standard difficulty. So with a four, uh, you take a point of stress, and you succeed, but it's messy. So how do you stumble on this magic? So when I do the teleport, and I go to pop up behind Vigo, I actually pop up about... 20 feet away, 
behind someone else and I go to attack that like attack hug slash like pat them on the shoulder or something like to scare them only to realize it's the wrong person and I stumble uh, backwards and kind of trip and land on my butt. Yes, uh, as you go to jump and pounce on uh, Vigo's back, you didn't quite notice it uh, when you were doing it, but you grab him, and the man you thought was Vigo turns around, and you see it's John Stamos from Full House. Wow, <laughs> what a compliment. Holy shit, I'm glad to be and confused with John Stamos. And the Oikos commercials. He has a plastic tub of Greek yogurt in his hand. And he turns around to look at you with his face glowing like he's ready for his ad reel. And realizes you're not the person he thought you were either. He's yelps. I don't want to say scream. It's not a full out scream. But uh, he throws the Greek yogurt in the air, and it lands, like, on your head, kind of messing up your hair. And you look around, and you see your group that is slowly growing to a full party of everyone minus Lumi. Wow, aren't you supposed to be better at this whole magic thing than me? Um, at that point, I will, uh, embarrassingly just kind of dart over to the group, head down. Listen, sometimes you mess up, sometimes you don't. Usually it's the don't. Mmm. Uh, so Lumi's gonna walk to the edge of where the castle's at, look down. Nope. And just press a button that creates a set of stairs so she can just walk down those. Yeah, that works for me. Uh, so, Lumi eventually catches up to the group as they leisurely stroll towards their destination. Uh, and everyone finds themselves gathered just in time for uh, Don Muerte de Santa Maria Mundus to turn around with arms wide open. And a big glowing smile on his face as his wings spread behind him. Welcome to the Lord of the Dead's bi-millennial rave disco. Please, make yourselves at home. Just don't start any trouble, cousin. I I know how uh, your side of the family does things. And he, like totally doesn't whisper it to the rest of the group. You know, when we were younger, Dante had a pet unicorn. Imagine that. And then turns around and flies off. I'm sure he did. Damn you, Del Muerte! Del Muerte Santa Maria de Mundus! You will never get away with this. That was a bicorn, not a unicorn. You fool. You took the other horn. So now it's a unicorn. So you have a unicorn then. I I mean, he was at least nice enough to sew it up. But it still has one horn making a unicorn, right? 
I think a unicorn is a good look for you. It's very colorful, and it can pull your whole look together. I just... If you think so, maybe I'll give it a shot, but I just think that the white hair does it enough. Well, was it a white unicorn that had the colorful mane? You can go with the white hair, maybe add like a touch of color to offset the darker ones that you're wearing. You know, that, that contrast can be very flattering sometimes. He grabs the single, the, the, the small, like maybe like inch thick strand of black hair that totally grows naturally that you guys, it totally grows like that naturally. It's natural. He goes, is this not enough additional color? Yeah, Dante. Once we get through with all this whole disco business, we can, uh, we can have a little fashion workshop once we get back. Can give me some pointers, you know? Oh, that would be fantastic. Well then, off to the disco, I suppose. Alright, so as you all descend into the catacombs, uh, you are flanked on either side by hot zombies, people with connections like Tom Cruise is there with half the Church of Scientology. Pretty much it looks like a red carpet event, but there's oddly, or maybe not so oddly, no one below a seven here. Uh, how would you all like to approach this? Could we just, someone who knows how to do teleporting, just teleport us inside? I can try. I can teleport myself. Here, let me just find a door here. Is there a ceiling that I can reach? Yeah, you're you're kind of like in the catacomb tunnel, so like there is a lower ceiling. It might take a little bit of effort, like a jump or so, but you can definitely reach the ceiling if you try. I'm going to pull a polished brass doorknob out of my out of my jacket pocket and stick it to the ceiling. And turn the doorknob and open the door that is in the ceiling that I totally knew was there. Yeah, this should work. After you. Uh, make me a magic roll real quick, bud. Because the door opens. It's just, you know, we got to see whether it's to the party or the blender dimension. Let, let me know if that doesn't work. I'll use my determination for it. Uh, as of right now, it's a messy success. If you use your determination, it'll just be a straight success. Yeah, I'll do that. And I have a bit of a description, if I may. Yeah, go with it, bud. Yeah, uh, Vigo's just gonna open the door. Vigo jumps up into the door and, like, sticks his head through the door after he hops in. You guys coming? How high up is it? I'd say probably, like, eight feet. Seven, eight feet. Like, definitely low, but not low enough that you have to hunch over. So, Lumi's gonna hold her glaive up and try to, like, no, I'm gonna put it down on the ground and kind of, like, use it to lift myself up and try and, like, get a propulsion up to grab the edge and pull myself up. You do. Does everybody else go through the door, or? Yes. I'm going to uh, try to lift myself up there with my own shadow. It's going to just kind of, like, get up and, like, grab me by the hips and start, like, ballet spinning me around to get me up into the door. So you're 
dirty dancing with your shadow? I'd say it's more like shadow dancing. Perhaps dancing with yourself. Don't forget to save the last dance for your cousin. Fucking gross. Alright, so as you all go through the uh, through the door, it opens up. Cody, I have a thing. Yeah. I have a description on what to do. Oh, perfect. Do the thing. So as you hop into the door, it's an elevator. And uh, the door is in the floor of the elevator, not like you entered the elevator normally. Uh, and uh, Vigo closes the door and presses a button on the pad. Uh, going up, floor three, Boogie Wonderland. And as the as there's like some 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 really super catchy uh, elevator music as it goes up. As the door opens, uh, Vigo's gonna look to everyone and go, "All right, floor three, let's groove." And as the elevator door chimes. Uh, it opens to a runway, and y'all are on the back of it, looking out at this giant group of partygoers. Everyone, prepare to Vogue. This last episode was recorded in front of a live John Stamos impersonator, and no sevens were harmed in the making of this show. If you liked the show, why not give it a like or even a subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. Reviews are always helpful, and we appreciate the feedback we've been getting lately. You can follow us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, on Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting, and if you wanted to ask any questions, you can send them to A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Our theme song for this game is Be Chillin' by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2017 under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, please enjoy the outtakes and keep cool, you secret 11 you. And we are about as live as anyone's ever going to hear us. Hey, are we, Brendan? Are we? Well, you're not on your normal thing, so uh, you're definitely coming <laughs> through, bud. Oh, true. You don't have the opportunity to mute me again. Is... <laughs> Are you recording Michaela? Since you had to fix her last. Michaela, say words. Words and things. Yes, I am in fact recording Michaela. Also, Michaela, I'm sure that you're going to understand that this is going to become a running joke if I've ever muted you by accident. What? We would we never do ne- that. We can never let him live it down. Hey, at least I didn't oh. have you muted for like one of Ricky's big battle scenes. <laughs> Yeah, that would be rough. Hey, the volunteer. I just realized I didn't have a name. Is this like... You said this is Greek, right? I mean, y'all are modern-day wizards that travel the world, so it's whatever you want. But I imagine if you're that sexy, you're gonna, like, have an outfit for any occasion. So whatever you want it to be. Okay, but it's modern-day? Yeah. Let's knock on Tyler's door if we're gonna go with that whole brother sister thing. Uh, there's no response because I'm still getting my shit together. Uh, literally out of character. Uh, give yeah. me a second. All right, so you all. Well, <clears throat> I am now prepared. A. Hey. 
I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that on purpose. I'm actually 90% sure that it's Themis. Uh, it's Greek. It's Tehemis. Because, you know, things are pronounced weird. Yeah, and if it, and if it was Jax, and if it was Jackson, it would be Tehemis. <laughs> I hate, I hate you so much. Clearly it's Thalamus, you know. They're missing some letters in there. Yeah, maybe it's Temple of Phallus. Way to say it. Well, that would be T H A M E S. Yeah, but they add stuff all there in there all the time. But it's a different spelling. But they add stuff in there all the time. It it could also just be them's and the I is silent. Them is. Them is murdering all the sevens. Let's go stop him. Cody, I just had a thought. It's an important question. Yeah, bud. If there is a disco Hades, does that imply the existence of a disco Elysium? Oh, bloody. All is right in Revishal. You're damn right it is. <laughs> All roads lead to Bossing Say. A prison. Burn it down. And just like, that, we're, just like that, we're back into Chicken Run. No. <laughs> down with the bourgeoisie. So where where was I taken, Brent, uh, Brendan, Cody? Michaela or Tyler? Which piece of clothing from your disco attire is most missing? Well, my outfit is the same as the one I described earlier, because my style is always impeccable, so it can't be any better than it is right now. When you mean, when you mean missing, you mean like... Oh, I was asking for... Uh, basically, it was like an either-or statement. Like, like one, or, I, I completely forgot that your thing is is that your, your style is impeccable, so obviously you're not missing anything. Correct. For, uh... Jocelyn. I was scrolling up to find it. We'll see if you're staying alive. I'm trying, I'm trying to link pictures of them in, in Discord, and Discord will not allow it, so I guess the BGs are too powerful. Oh, there we go. Yeah, like, exactly like that. And, uh, is there a ceiling, Brendan? I keep thinking you're the GM, Cody. I love it. Did you guys copy all Did you hear me? I heard yeah. up the Boogie Wonderland. I assume that was it. Yeah. 